0: Welcome to Life Pairings, where two Canadian alcohol connoisseurs mix life events and libations. Hello, I'm Carla Richards. And I'm Brittany Lysing. And
1: this, this is, is Life, life. Pairings.
0: Oh <laughs> <laughs> Jerk. Because life is hard. It's a pair with alcohol. Watch out for the squirrel, hide your cat, back up the nuclear reactor, and get your eggnog into cups with antlers, because today's life pairing is the film National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation with Spiked Eggnog.
1: We're talking Harvard, Betty Boop, and the Mustang E. Ooh. Very ex- we have a special guest, Carla. Woo. Uh, you know her, you love her, friend of the pod uh (laughs) lena f newman is live for you here (laughs) (laughs) hello everyone hello ladies hello Hello. thank you for doing
2: this i'm excited to do this one this is this is um, like my favorite thing ever
1: it's fun this is this is literally we're doing this episode um based on our love for christmas vacation but honestly in honor of lena's love for christmas vacation
2: (laughs) 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 because i I really appreciate it this is the best
0: I don't know if there's a Christmas a- miracle. It's a Christmas
1: <laughs> miracle, Clark. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we need miracles right now. Uh, I don't yeah, know if sure there's do.
1: anybody that loves this film more than you.
0: Maybe my brothers. Yeah, you. Brother. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys? Were you like raised watching it? Yeah.
2: Well, you know what? We kind, yeah, we kind of were, after, like at a certain age. So the first time I ever watched it have a little story. Me and my family, when I was about seven or eight, went to Whistler Ooh. for a vacation, Ooh. a That's Christmas vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas <laughs>
1: vacation. Um, <laughs>
2: um, so no, my parents and, and us three kids went to Whistler and my parents were meeting up with my dad's friends from Australia. So there were lots of adults there and then we were kind of the only kids. So one of the nights they went out and we got one of those, we were staying at a condo and we got one of those, um, kind of like babysitters that just like works on the resort.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. So <laughs> also, known as in a, uh, also known as an Australian, I guess. Yeah. So it was
2: an Australian <laughs> <laughs> with dreadlocks. And <laughs> yeah. so he came to, and he was a guy, he came and looked after us and we were staying in, it was somebody's condo, like it was a rental. So they had all hmm. these VHS tapes and one of them was Christmas Vacation and that was the first time we'd ever seen it and even though we were really young like I was like eight and my brothers would have been like six and the other one was like I don't know one so he doesn't count (laughs) But, but we were like laughing so hard and so we showed my dad later in the trip we're like you gotta watch this and you know when dad's like scream laugh yes yeah And they love something so much, and they find it so funny, and then you find it funny. Yes, this was this. This is what it was. This is honestly. And it just changed. I just remember it so vividly, and we've watched it every year since then, multiple times.
0: And it's just, just my favorite. I think it would work quite well as a kids' film. Like I, yeah, it's not as bad as. I mean, there's a. I think there's just probably a lot of stuff that you just don't as a kid get. I yeah, think so, it,
2: yeah, but it, it's like minimal swearing and...
0: It's so yet.
2: funny. It's, it's just funny and there's lots of, like, I don't know, people getting hit in the face and him falling off shit. Oh,
0: God, yeah, the comedy is somewhat that. over the top a little bit, but... Gosh, uh... you
1: know, that's why it's so funny, because it's Chevy Chase yeah. and, like, Lena just, like, hit something so hard on the head that, like, a lot of things that I think is funny and, like, where I derive my humor from is honestly the times that my dad laughed hard. Like... Yeah. That yeah. I think is so funny. Like I, there's like a couple of things. Like I just remember him laughing hard at. That I'm like, oh, now I like that. And I, yeah,
0: like he, Home Improvement was like a yeah. hundred thousand years ago. That was like yeah, my dad thought totally. that was so funny. He thought Tim, Tim the Tool Man Taylor Tim was the, the funniest t- thing. And I think I like have like a love for uh, what's his name, uh Tim Allen. Tim Allen, because of that.
1: Oh, totally. Totally do. Yeah, it's like it's it's like you know, da- dads aren't always cracking up. And so, certainly when you're a kid, like the things you find funny aren't really the things your parents find funny.
0: Yeah, because so a lot of, like, the time, yeah, um, like of the times. Yeah, like most of
1: the time. Well, because and, <laughs> and you shouldn't, because you're nine, <laughs> and they're forty. So it's like you yeah. should not really have a ton. <laughs> of <them. laughs> <laughs> that <be> an odd <laughs> dynamic. Like your mom's just like. Hey! cartoon squirrels with you you're like this is odd lena hit that so hard i felt that so much when you said that i was like oh my god that's exactly what happened and we re okay i rewatch it every year i watch it at least two Mm -hmm. to three times a year i've already seen it two times this year Mm -hmm. and i watched it once at my house with me and Chelsea and uh and then once at uh my parents house so my dad was losing his mind and he reacts like the same way i do to films which is like when I love it so much is he just like says the thing out loud right so like when the electric meters were going <laughs> crazy when he turns plugs the thing <laughs> in <he's laughs> like, like and how many times have we seen it and he's like oh my god the electric meters are going nuts <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and so we're just laughing <laughs> okay. so hard it just brings me, it fills me with so much joy this movie so it, it really did the really first fun time fun. you
0: watch it was when you were a kid Right. First time I
1: watched it was when I was a kid. Yeah, my parents uh love the National Lampoons, and my parent there's both such huge fans of Chevy Chase, but my dad especially, mm-hmm. like just right. huge Chevy Chase fan. And then I know Lena is similar in this as well as like watched a ton of Saturday Night Live growing up. Like I'm just about a bit of a SNL mm-hmm. junkie, so like all the stuff, all the old Chevy, anything Chevy Chase is just right, right in my uh, right in yeah. my uh, wheelhouse, and uh, just
2: wheelhouse. all the vacation movies. In general, like the whole hundred percent series yes.
0: is so funny. Did you know, we I was thinking about this the other day? Did somebody tell me that they like Chevy Chase? One of you? Is that what do you mean? Know, like
2: sexually? Like, yeah,
0: like back in the day. Like <laughs> SML time. Oh
2: my god, you know what? I might have said that.
0: Because he's really tall or something. Can
2: someone Google him but like back in like the seventies or whatever? Well, I,
0: I when he was in, like I love to watch uh I'll call me owl. That music video that he's in? Yeah, the the Paul song. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he's hot in it. I mean, like, he I don't find him hot in any guy, other time. Like, back in the day. Yeah, it was a little bit. I even,
2: got... like, I would say, like, before vacation, even. Like, I when was he was, say, like, a young, like, young
0: man. Yeah. Like, him, I saw a thing of him in uh, Caddyshack today, and I was like, oh, all right, well, that looks different than normal. Oh. Also, I've been, you know, like, <laughs> I, I watch Community a lot, so I'm like, <laughs> Who's that guy?
2: (laughs) Right. Pierce Hawthorne.
0: Oh my, yeah, Pierce Hawthorne is
1: just a (laughs) mess to society.
2: I think Pierce Hawthorne is like Chevy Chase in real life. I think so. I I think think that's why then they had to fire
1: him eventually.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Well, he just like. Well, it's pretty, well, it's pretty like commonly known, right? That he's not
0: like very easy to work with. Yeah, I think he's like, that's the thing is, we were, so Andy and I were talking about this uh, when we were watching the film because. Obviously, like his first note was, "Did everyone in this film go crazy?" And I was like, "No, no, no!" Like that's uh, Dennis Quaid, right? Dennis. Oh, that's Randy Randy, Quaid. Randy Randy Quaid went crazy. Um, I think Chevy Chase was just an asshole from day one.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I think. Yeah, I think you're right.
0: And eventually, that stops being fun. Yeah, Yeah, I. I I don't
1: think he's like. I think he's just like prickish through and through. Like he's not like an absolute monster. I think he's just a guy that's just like. You know, he's been grumpy probably since he was ten years old. That's probably what makes him right. so
0: funny. Yeah,
2: that's probably yeah. all it is. He's like a grumpy asshole.
0: Yeah, yeah. which is cute, but when he it, it contrasts with most of his a lot of his roles, I feel like
1: hundred like, percent, especially and that, that, yeah. that and then, he's that's
0: so positive. But you know, until he loses
1: it. No, but you know, exactly until he loses <laughs> it. Is in the movies like, and this is like something that I like find that a lot of people are like. Or, like mix comedy up for, and mm-hmm. actually Jerry Seinfeld said this about uh, uh and on his show uh, Comedians in Cars uh, Getting Coffee, mm-hmm. Bill Burr was on the episode, and Bill Burr and Jerry Seinfeld were talking about nice comedians and like right. nice comedy and how those people are the angriest people in the world <laughs> <laughs> because they're just like they they find it like the reason the the comedy is so like. Uh, G-rated and so like family friendly is because all they're doing is telling you how irritated they are with everything, right? Which is like Brian Regan and Jerry Seinfeld. Like they're not really like easygoing people who are like that's true. a laugh a true, minute. Yeah. They're just constantly yeah. irritated, and it's very funny. And if I you... mean, Seinfeld is just him complaining, I guess, a lot of the time. Yeah, and if you watch, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and... that's all it is. But if you watch Chevy Chase in Christmas Vacation, it's not like he's like an easygoing guy it's not like you're like oh this is like the movie's funny because he yeah. is so overwhelmed with anger and just constantly trying to suppress it but he has a situation true, so, okay yeah. so i'm
0: gonna tell my story first and yeah, then i want to yeah. go into like oh, yeah. the griswold syndrome um <laughs> so i actually awesome. am i'm late to the late to the game um i grew up watching muppet family christmas which is all of the muppets <laughs> like Sesame Street and Fraggle Rock and then the Muppets all going to uh, Fozzie's mom's house (laughs) and singing a lot of songs. So I made my family watch that uh, repeatedly. So I didn't see it until I was with a boyfriend uh, and I went to his family's house for Christmas Eve and uh, we watched it. I also had my first proper Caesar, like fond memories of that situation also probably because of the Caesar, let's be honest. That's my favorite drink now. Well, so, of course. Uh, that's the first time I've watched it, and now it, we watch it every year. It's not quite my type of comedy now. Right. I'm a snob. I'm a comedy snob. I like political comedy. Um, But the thing that gets me with this movie is that I have Griswold syndrome. I have always wanted... A big family Christmas, and my expectations for events, as you two will know, is <laughs> fucking insane. It's, nice. it's, <laughs> it's a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel very much for him. And I think that's kind of like there's this sort of loveliness of being like, I know the pain that you're feeling, and then the anger that follows, because I think part of it's like turned inside too.
1: Is that what Griswold syndrome is? Is, is like, looking inside? Or, sorry, not looking. No. (laughs)
0: It's having very high expectations for events. Like, especially for... That makes
2: sense, yeah. Because he's very, like, thinks everything's going to go his way. Yeah. And it's going to be this huge, big thing, and then it all falls apart.
0: (laughs) And I think also... I don't know if... I don't think it's called Griswold syndrome, but it's called something like that, or... Christmas vacation is like a term that's now used for overly decorated houses.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense actually.
1: Well, that's our family was often referred to as the Griswolds (laughs) because (laughs) what happened was we used to go down to Sandpoint, Idaho, uh, all the time for summer vacation, and one year our 1992 Chevy Astro blue van blew its motor at the chain lakes turnoff (laughs) it's like a nine hour drive so we're all packed up my parents have like planned and packed and it's a ordeal right the whole thing and then we drive to chain lakes and the van just breaks so we're like fuck you know so my uncle drove out and picked us all up and took us all home my dad got the car towed and the next day, uh, a friend of the family, uh, who we lovingly refer to as Chicken, she's awesome, gave my parents her station wagon, her beige station wagon. Did uh, oh, like, it have wood like, paneling? Yeah, dude. No, it was right. it's, it was honestly it looked exactly like the Griswold one. Uh, so it was my dad packed up what was in a Chevy Astro van into and on top of a station wagon because <laughs> it was. <laughs> All of our camping gear, right? And mm-hmm. uh, pulled a tent trailer behind it. And she, he, she said to him, "I don't like. Will the station wagon pull it?" And she said, "You give her. I don't care what happens to that station wagon. You guys aren't giving up your vacation." With those three kids. So they packed up three kids and two weeks worth of camping, you stuff, and attached yeah. it to the the to the tent trailer to it and <laughs> drove it down that to Stanley, Idaho. And you know what? We were so fucking grateful. And so happy because we thought our whole summer was ruined and we got down there and what happened is we'd meet up with like 30 people like I don't know, like 10 different families and kids and everything and when we pulled up in the station wagon they called us the Griswolds the whole trip <laughs> and so they've called us they' amazing they've called us the good. Griswolds like they're like oh that isn't the Griswolds <laughs> <laughs> To pull up and that's, that's exactly uh, how the
2: Griswolds would look rolling into yeah. Sandpoint,
1: Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> in the back and a full tent trailer attached to a vehicle that shouldn't be pulled just, in. Just like, like <laughs> luggage strapped to the top. Of the... <laughs> just like with like leather belts.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> oh, god. Yeah, funny.
1: so I mean it was... Uh, yeah, the, the whole thing was just uh, too funny.
0: Is there a psychological reason why this movie is so... Yeah, important. I. Can. I didn't look uh, specifically into
1: this movie because that would be like an incredible study to have been done. Well,
0: yeah, I was like, I don't, I don't know anyone's doing their PhD in, uh, uh, in, the, in the but I think someone should. <laughs> I
2: have, uh, I have yeah, undergrad... be a. Yeah, there's a course offered at universities.
0: <laughs> I know.
1: I have a. Uh, yeah, I have a PhD. I have a doctorate in psychology and an undergrad in Christmas Vacation. <laughs> 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 so uh i i looked into more a little more general uh why watching comedies is an important medicine and this is an article from you know them, you love them the cbc Ooh. oh oh yes <laughs> so it's psychology- like mean
2: broadcasting corporation for yeah. those of you who don't know they gainfully <laughs> they
1: employ me <laughs> <laughs> so
0: they and they provide off. us with a lot of murdoch mystery so guys really and shitts creek so yeah fine. i mean
2: get on that cbc gym everyone yeah right, you know what it's great. It's all- there's so much content Ty- on there. Get
1: onto the CBC Gem and then type in Brittany Lysing as soon as you get on there. <laughs> yes, or exactly. Schitt's Creek. Right. Yeah. No, After
0: you watch all of Schitt's Creek, then go watch now.
1: So this is fun. This is uh this is an article on the uh, cbc.com. our Comedy is good for us. How does watching comedies affect our mental and physical health? Uh, for answers, we turn to psychologists and experts in the media, health, and wellness psychology fields. Uh, they're a complex, they offer a complex visceral response because there is a lot of different types of humor from wordplay and self-deprecation to slapstick and dark humor. The way comedies and humor registers in our brain can vary making, uh, the neural activity in response to a very complex or making the neural activity in response to it. Very complex, uh, media psychologist, Dr. Pamela B. Rutledge. Oh, that's a name and a
0: half nice i like it like if you named your daughter pamela b rutledge like that she's going on to be president of the united states do something special (laughs) actually this is cbc she's gonna be prime minister
2: yeah or the prime minister of of britain yeah yeah rutledge Rutledge.
1: Uh, she's director of the Media Psychology Research Center in California, as well as the Faculty of Media Psychology Program at the Fielding Graduate University. So there
0: there's a place where they would do a PhD in Christmas Vacation? They might, okay. actually. Yeah, like, I, I mean, to ha-
1: she truly does have a, a degree in media psychology. Yeah. So this is, yeah, it's very uh, uh media-centric. She says that multiple brain regions, including both cognitive and 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 effective components are involved in identifying the social disconnect that makes something funny Uh, cognition is necessary to get the joke and the omission the emotion that is involved in enjoying humor and production uh, and the production of visceral responses different regions of the brain are activated depending on the type of humor uh, it is processing for example the frontal lobe uh, is there to process the information and the areas that draw on learned experience and direct motor activities such as laughter and emotional center to evaluate the pleasure trigger that reward and that reward comes from the punchline of a joke so it's like it's all very like it's your brain is like oh we talk about this in comedy all the time but it's tricking people you know it's like it's going one way and and then playing on something they maybe didn't think was going to happen but it's close to them in some way you know what i mean
0: like the the um like the twist or the the expect you you play with the expectation of the joke. Yeah, I think okay. though the next time that no one gets your joke, you should give them that little psychological. Explanation oh, I think so too. Your joke is funny. I'm
1: going to tell you something. That would be funny.
0: You be like, just a second, everyone. Let me pull up CDC, and I will explain to you. <laughs>
1: <But> like <laughs> a little dry lacing, little dry. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, i'm going to i'm going to uh, tell you something uh, a little secret about um uh, being a comedian they usually mm-hmm. get the joke <laughs> i've designed it in well a, that's good i've designed it in such a way that there's a fail safe response <laughs> 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 like i'm not up there like so you you know like when you're on the toilet and you and you don't anyways this is a shit joke i'm joking about shit that's the thing about comedy it has to be explained to you in a way that you're familiar with and that sounds yeah. really basic but in all honesty that's what christmas vacation is doing it's like taking your family and putting it in front of you and then making fun of all the things you've seen and done before because like the turkey, oh yeah the turkey being burnt at your family thing and then the dog eating it and choking yeah. on it wouldn't be particularly funny in the moment
0: no but five years later no, it's yeah exactly we like a, eating like, cat food and Jello. <laughs> oh, that's like I, okay. Sorry, I didn't get that joke ever. And then I was like, "That looks like this here," because I have a cat now. I'm like, "Oh, it looks like cat." Okay, now that makes sense. I'm sorry, guys. I will just cut that out. But now I'm not an idiot. Don't cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> I Just realized I was in the Jello after 15 years.
1: <laughs> there is great effects to watching um, comedy. That are good for you, for your mental and physical health. It's an important medicine, says Dr. Rutledge. The reality is that we know if we are getting clinical depression or anxiety or insomnia, we need other kinds of treatment. So, laughter isn't alone in going to solve it. So, basically, this goes on to say that it's actually, like, really important to be able to, like, when you're in a bad space with depression Mm -hmm. or anxiety or just sadness, 2020 sadness... (laughs) then yeah. you, need, like, uh, you need a place to go where you're like, okay, this makes me laugh every fucking time. Yeah. It makes me feel good every time. like And that's something like, I, I mean, I hate to, oh, this episode is about Christmas vacation, but that is truly what happens. I like put that movie on and I'm like, okay,
0: this is like a little bit of an escape. Well, and I think too, like, um, because all of us have said it, it's kind of a tradition as well. And it has positive, not only does the film have positive, memories of watching it before but also that there are situations in which you will have memories of similar situations of like say turning not being able to turn the christmas lights on because you didn't press the button in the garage that no one ever knew what it was for anyways (laughs) yeah yeah you know so i think that's probably a a large part of that comfort as you feel involved in the film and it has it's like almost part of your history
1: Oh my God! Totally. There's so many parts, in there. like even when you bring up that little part, like just even when they mm-hmm. turn on the lights and the neighbors, yeah. Elaine Bennett uh, is next door. Her name is
0: Margot. She wasn't the... very
2: well known then, I think.
0: Yeah, AD was Seinfeld this had only been on
2: for like a year or something?
0: No, probably not, because this came out. Well, in this 8... came out in December first, nineteen eighty-nine. 1st,
1: 1989.
0: So when, when did Seinfeld, Seinfeld
2: start? I feel like it was like eighty-nine or ninety. She was it's on like, SNL
0: for a little I guess she while. She wasn't right?
2: really yeah, she wasn't really well known. No. Well, she wasn't known at all, actually.
0: And apparently but the guy is Christopher Guest's brother, I think. Oh really? And Christopher Guest is from Spinal Tap. And way more importantly, Princess Bride. He is the so- six fingered man. Oh, oh also, also just as important is married to Jamie Lee Curtis.
1: Oh, I didn't know that he is We're do a whole yeah. six degrees thing here. Yeah, that's it. So Seinfeld was released on July 5th, 1989. Oh. So that would have been um, oh, so a yeah, like before.
0: Oh, right. right. Okay. So, but probably when she filmed it was probably pre-Seinfeld. So
1: yeah, like they probably would have yeah, been not. like yeah. So uh, I
0: love
2: yeah. that she's in it. I love her, and even though she's like a oh. dickhead, the dickhead neighbor. Oh, she's, she's so, so funny. I love that she's in it. Oh, she's no, so
0: I'd so be funny. fucking pissed. <laughs> oh
2: my god, yeah. Could
0: you imagine living next to the grid the Gristle? Oh god. And also the fact that like I, I love it because it's like the perfect murder. Did we talk about the perfect murder is to stab someone with an icicle? Is that <laughs> <on this podcast? laughs> also, apparently the perfect uh destructive thing is to wreck somebody's very fancy um, I assume that was a musical, like oh the, the
2: stereo
0: yeah there's stereo with the, uh uh <laughs> which is like an ice pick because it melts and then nothing don't know and
2: funny. why is the carpet all wet todd i don't know <laughs> i know i can like <laughs>
0: <playing for him.
2: laughs> <laughs> quote this movie like forever it's yeah oh, it's probably my favorite movie of all time but i do only watch it at christmas
1: I'm just looking up all the actors now. Yeah, Todd and Margot—that's who live next door in the *Christmas yeah, Vacation*. Yeah.
0: And apparently, that—I didn't put it in my interesting facts or anything—but that is the house from *Lethal Weapon* that they live in.
1: Oh, really? Oh, really? Merchalk's
0: oh, cool. house. So, so this was probably on a like a lot, right? Like yeah, a, it was on the back lot or whatever they call it. So I think like it's probably that neighborhood has been used up quite a bit, but
2: yeah because even there's parts of Christmas vacation where they pull out to show like the Griswold house and it looks like not real almost yeah
1: yeah <laughs> like, from afar I it-
2: like i know that they use a the real house like for the front and everything but
1: any other psychology uh no it was mostly just like uh just just understanding laughter and why laughter makes your brain feel good and that it's kind of you really uh, when you laugh you're firing on all cylinders just to boil down those points they were a little dry to read that all right from the article but so you are a mental health
0: um professional
1: certainly that's what yep. i anytime anybody doubts my profession i say i'm a certified mental health professional i'm gonna talk about
0: the national lampoon history Ooh, so christmas vacation is the only national lampoon that i have seen oh my god you got lots yeah, of the, you I got a lot, a lot of, of films to see i do i do would you say like this is all very highbrow and would be um associated with like one of the biggest universities in america one of the smartest
1: i mean I wouldn't, but Okay. I, I, <laughs> I, I did say no. I did write <laughs> down Harvard in the show notes, so I don't yes. wanna <laughs>
0: oh, alert, alert. Yeah, so the Harvard Lampoon was a magazine that started in 1876. So as somebody said in so there's a really good documentary called Drunk Stone Brilliant and Brilliant Dead, which is about the national lampoon history. I think now there's the stupid and futile gesture or something on netflix right which may be the fictionalized version of this anyways you can only get it on itunes and it's a super pain in the ass to get but it's all about the national lampoon's history because it's not just films that's not where we started so it actually started as part of this uh magazine in or like whatever like university paper And the guy said, like, it's basically, like, where you would go to, like, have fun before you followed in your father's footsteps at the bank. Right. So, in 1969, three of its staff really enjoyed this, and they didn't want to just leave it in university. So, they got the magazine licensed nationally, and the National Lampoon first edition was released in 1970. It was marketed as a more mature version of M.A.D., Oh, right. Yes. I, if I, I
1: remember. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember absolutely. Mad? I remember Mad. I remember I, Mad. I remember
0: Mad. I watched the show. For, I will probably watch that more than I watched SNL. The sh- Mad TV.
1: I did enjoy yes. it, but I didn't watch it more than <laughs> I <don't know.
0: laughs>
1: Yeah. I did love Mad
2: TV.
0: Yeah. So throughout the 70s, they actually had a lot of comedy ra- writers write for them. So Michael Adonogi, P.J. Rourke. Mike Reese, who's from The Simpsons, and John Hughes, who wrote Christmas Vacation. And, did you know this, Home Alone. Hmm. Oh, really? Yeah, John Hughes wrote a ton of shit. Well, I know him from, like, 16 Candles and all that rubbish, right? right? Yeah, 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 totally. It's a little, you know, it's very different. Oh, so he's basically written like two amazing things. Oh cousins. my God,
2: he's written so many things.
0: Shout out, uh, I just want to give a shout out to Chelsea, who uh, I already ran out of booze, so I texted her
1: bring more booze <laughs> up to the top level. And you know what? She in inst- like a good sister, she just brought seven cans of beer. <laughs> uh,
0: God bless you, Chelsea. I wish I was there with you. So this. So the magazine had a lot of trouble because it was very controversial. I mean, they like if you look at any of the covers for it, they had like one where it was, there was like a dog, and again against its head, being like, "If you don't buy this magazine, we'll shoot this dog."
1: <laughs> I do remember that seeing that article. Yeah,
0: so there was like a lot of that stuff. So they had a lot of trouble getting advertisers because you know it's pretty controversial. And then eventually they tapped into like Jose Cuerv- Jose Cuervo, and because um, obviously. Who buys these magazines? A lot of people who drink a lot. So, <laughs> whoever you want to put your advertising, there you go. So, there's kind of two main uh, founders of this: Doug Kenny and Henry Beard, and they're very different people. Doug Kenny feels like, to me at least, from this sort of what I've read, is a little more on the hippie side, very creative. Um, and Henry Beard is much more. Like, what you would expect from a Harvard person. Like, still, all of them are very funny, but just very different people. So, it sounds like a crazy kind of workplace. Like, the way that you um, pitch an idea is to get super shit-faced with them, go home, write the article in the morning, and then get it back to the magazine as soon as possible. (laughs) That sounds a lot like this, Carla. Yeah, I think so. I think we're basically (laughs) running... We're getting lampoon. sure uh,
1: one, one may hope
0: <laughs> so anyways one of the guys kind of suffers a bit of a mental breakdown Doug Kenny he moves to Martha's Vineyard to write a novel um it just sounds like a very it sounds kind of a bit toxic place like there there is a reason like creative rock and roll this is what the kept kind of being compared to, like, doesn't go very well. It's like when you have just a bunch of people running around high and drunk all the time, sometimes, nah, <laughs> not productive.
1: Sometimes accidents happen.
0: Yeah. And sometimes people have mental breakdowns <laughs> because of that. I mean, sure. people have mental breakdowns at normal offices anyway, so that's not a, no judgment on that. But anyways, so they, they start to expand. They do an album called Radio Dinner. It does very well. They do a second album and they're like, Oh, we should film this live, like as a stage show, but we need actors that can sing. So they brought in John Belushi, uh, who I did not real like I've seen him in Blues Brothers, but I did not realize how versatile a singer he was. It very, very I don't funny. think I knew that either. Yeah. Oh, no, I didn't know. No, it was really good. And Christopher Guest again, who I mentioned. Um, I mean obviously he sings in Spinal Tap, but doesn't sing in Princess Bride, so I don't really know what the point. Is. <laughs>
1: I don't really know what's what. I don't know if football's a real sport yeah. or if first <laughs> guest is lying to us yeah. or, what the, <laughs> They're or right. what the fuck is going
0: right. right. on. Right. All very confusing. So they expand <laughs> this also into uh, a, a, the National Lampoon Radio Hour, and this brought a bunch of people from Chicago's second city. Now this is where I pause to ask questions. Okay, so then I went down a little bit of a whole into sctv sctv stands for second city tv right but it's from toronto so second city is just like a yuck yuck
1: second city's in toronto as well and uh there's there's second city in uh chicago and in toronto those were the two major hubs okay and like the sctv crew in canada they were sort of tied in at that time with the chicago branch as well oh okay and there was like well like and there was a lot of people to come out of the second city in Toronto, which would have been Eugene Levy, Katherine O'Hare, John
0: Candy, uh Rick Duranis to come out as well. Rick Moranis. Uh Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. Uh yeah, he, yeah I think not, Dan Aykroyd. I don't know if he's Yeah. Uh, uh, Dave Was John Candy
1: part of that or? Yeah, John Candy. Oh. There was like a (laughs) lot of major like and actually Lorne Michaels directed uh, Second City, the SCTV in Canada before he did uh, Right, because he's
2: Canadian He is
1: Canadian Yeah, so they started with that sketch show and there's been a lot of people from that world that have gone on
0: to uh, yeah, some major success Mm. What they did is they got a bunch of comedians from Chicago's Second City to come and record and do all the sets, so that's like Chevy Chase Bill Murray, Brian Doyle Murray, who I will talk about later, Gilda uh-huh. Radner, John Belushi, Harold R- Ramey, is that how you say that? Yep. And then again, Christopher Guest. So then the radio show, because obviously they have all these like amazing actors, that expanded into a stage show in New York, and John Belushi actually kind of largely acted as the director for all of this. So oh, so as an alternative, uh-huh. and they took everybody like
1: oh from s yeah from they certainly from the chicago there were yeah. so many people that came from se um came from the second city in chicago that went on to like chris farley even like it, it, it oh, continued right.
0: on oh cool. yeah, th- yeah. anyway so yeah they and even like the writers and stuff they start poaching as well like i think they said like half of it was second city and half of like of the snl um conglomerate, let's call it that. That's not the right word. Was yeah, half Second City, half people from Lampoon. So that's not great for the magazine, obviously. They're losing all their talent and at that point as well in 1975, they had a weird buyout thing. Like so when they got funding in nineteen seventy to start this magazine, they offered as part of the 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 enticement to fund them as that they would be a buyout five years later. I don't understand it. I had a lot of math. And I was like, nope, I don't understand. But anyways, everybody got bought out and given a bunch of money. And they could still stay. But one of the founders, Henry Beard, left. And he said he would never speak to any of them again. And that he hated his time there. (laughs) So, like, everybody else in this documentary talks about how, like, great this place was. Although, it sounds very toxic. It sounds very sexist. (laughs) So I don't know, well, like, of a time.
1: I gotta be honest with you, like, yeah, like things like back then were. That's why we try. We're trying to change them, but it's right. hard to go back on something and be like, it was a very misogynist environment. You mean like, oh, you mean like every environment that ever yeah. existed?
0: That's true. I mean, like, I don't know if if like in there they have a lot of women with big breasts that they would take pictures with on their just like company sofa. I don't know if that's not a normal thing for all companies. You know what? <laughs> we were born like in the 80s, so we don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know. There's you like uh never know what truly happened.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's an open mic in town that gives an award to the uh fun the bit best laugher mm. in the in the in the building, like whoever's the best laugher. And it's like more often than not the hottest Ooh. laugher because <laughs> they take a picture with them like after the show and everything. And uh, they even told me, they're like, oh, you can pick the hottest guy <laughs> you want. You're and like, the- oh, good. And I was like, 40, I, was, I, was, I was wondering if the, why all these hot bitches were laughing yeah. so hard. And- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 oh, and like that's not what it was it's it, like really wasn't like as misogynistic as i thought i was like oh what the fuck and then they're like hey now that you're a girl you're a girl hosting the show you can pick the hottest guy you want to win the prize <laughs> <laughs> you're
2: like, oh, i, I remember I one time i Nina was picked fan <laughs> <Santa laughs> of the night
0: you are the hottest lady.
1: Obviously, it's probably the hottest person there. So, you are,
0: yeah, one hundred percent. And
1: yeah. like, I have to say this too: Lena is the best laugher. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> like, it's undeniable. Like, well, I was scream laughing at you. Like, <laughs> no, it, it's like your laughter is a support that doesn't go unnoticed. Oh, well,
2: I appreciate that. Yeah, like, now her, her, when you watch, laugh, I'm not you, going to laugh this whole rest of the episode.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're like, now I'm, <laughs> just, <"Tee-hee-hee-hee-hee-hee-hee-hee."> <laughs> 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 which is still super cute. Oh, no. Uh, okay, so. The other guy that's doing this is Doug Kenny. He sounds like, like I said, he was kind of the hippie of the group. So he stays on because they are talking about filming this movie. Um, and it was going to be set in high school and then they realized there was, like a lot of like drugs and sex and all this stuff. So they instead set it in university and called it Animal House. Oh! oh. <laughs> 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 well you two are the cutest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> uh, so this is in nineteen seventy-eight. So I've never seen Animal House. Oh, it's because I assume uh, it's maybe not it.
2: for me. Oh. Uh, I don't know. I don't th- you know what? I don't think I've ever seen it.
0: It has Kevin Bacon I've- is in it.
1: Oh. It's a it's a show about a sorority. It's uh it's a classic. You have to watch it. Like I if you so. you know like it's
0: spawned, they kind of said like it spawned like old school and um, Absolutely. I'll, it's, uh,
1: okay, I'll have to make a note to watch. It's
0: uh, it was John Belushi's
1: like major breakout film, right? Ooh. Yeah, it was uh, it was. It's an absolute classic. It's so funny. It's like it's kind of almost. It's like a. It's. It's almost a spoof on like how crazy like the sorority is, you know? Right.
2: Yeah. Johnny uh, Galecki.
0: That's
2: right. Hundred percent. <laughs> <laughs> Went on to be in Big Bang Theory, and he probably made like five million dollars an episode. So good oh, for I
0: you. Know. Oh, yeah. Rusty. I do have to say, his character—we've totally off the history story. That's okay, but um, his character, when I was watching this, was much. He—he's the adult in this film. Oh, he's for sure. Like
2: the- Clark relies on Rusty. Like oh, he doesn't God, even. Yeah. He doesn't even ask Ellen for stuff. It's like Russ. <laughs> Russ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, like, it's like, no, he's a Rusty, the character of Rusty because it's not always played by the same
0: right, after, they're different, always different
2: um, has always been like the one helping
1: Clark Right <laughs> Yeah, he's always kind of helping it. like he's very, and he's also just like not just like a, uh, he's not like a helping hand to like bring a thing of lights out hmm. like there's a lot of like uh, emotional like reliance on Rusty which I find a f- very funny like when Clark's like, we checked every bulb, didn't we Rusty? <laughs> yeah, Dad. I, I mean, I think so.
0: And then he checks yeah. his wrist, and he's like, "Well, yeah." And
2: you know. know what? Okay, because I was kind of looking at stuff like this, hmm. like researching a bit. So that apparently that's a pretty um common, like it's Chevy Chase joke to look at your wrist when there's oh. nothing there. And, oh, look at the time! Apparently, that's one of his gags.
0: Oh, like oh really? Of, yeah,
2: like I read that. So when they have the character of Rusty doing it. I know it's kind of funny. Yeah, Maybe I love that. Little, I actually like, love that. tribute a oh, little yeah. to Chevy.
1: And- yeah, it's kind of a it's kind of a Chevy callback. Wow, would you look at the time?
2: Yeah, because yeah. apparently <laughs> well, he right. did that. I can't name a time he did, but um, apparently that was because of him. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But that's such a great scene
0: too, where he's like, "Gotta feed the hogs. He's still got those bills to pay." <laughs> I know it's so good. It's so like exemplifies the fact that he's like a fifty-five-year-old man stuck in a. Twelve-year-old, yeah, totally. Um, That what?
1: That even even the daughter's a little more childish. She's like, "Oh my god, I don't want to think about what he does in his own bed. (laughs) I don't want to have to be lying there all next all night next to him." And then Ellen's like, "Well, I am sleeping with your father. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be
2: so dramatic." (sighs) Yeah, I could literally. Really is
0: good in this. Okay, so uh, the other thing that was big in for National Lampoon, which it, Caddyshack, it's not technically a, a National Lampoon film, but it was uh, produced by Doug Kenny, who is the Lampoon guy. I don't and think I knew that. Chevy Chase, no, Murray. Um, I also have still not seen this film. Even though like, you think, like, as a child of a very keen golfer, that I would have had to watch it a lot, maybe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Um, Chevy Chase called the filming of Caddyshack in nocturnal film, mostly because there was a lot of cocaine. Really? Like, apparently, even they kind of showed a, a bit of a clip in the in the um, documentary I was watching today, and like they zoom in on the back characters, and they're just like heaving a ton of like coke off of like a little. <laughs> Oh, oh. So, um, but for this is kind of shocking to me because i don't really um i don't think this is like long term but uh caddyshack wasn't as successful as animal house which really i think now it's much it's i mean everybody still talks about caddyshack i mean they talk about animal house but i probably think caddyshack is a i would have thought that
2: caddyshack was more um popular but yeah, yeah. I have no idea. I yeah, think so that
1: from both cult classics, but I in yeah. to, two totally different realms. So, oh yeah, Cat, Caddyshack would have had a little bit more. Animal House was like sort of the, uh, the, like you talked about, like the stepbrother, like the Will Ferrell, like you know, like the old school, the you know what mm-hmm. I mean. Like it was sort of that vibe.
0: Whereas it's Caddyshack was twenty five year olds and stuff.
1: Yeah, Caddyshack wasn't that. It was yeah. like its own thing it was it i feel like it was better written and and better acted and and a wider base and i don't know it was it was a better right. film i feel like caddy yeah. so it probably had a little more
0: staying power than than
1: right than yeah, yeah. Right. it's one
0: of those ones i've just i don't know why i've never seen it but <sighs> they they put it on netflix i'll watch it now oh. i have a lot of things to watch <laughs> yeah. um, anyways, during all this time guess what happened doug kenny Got addicted to cocaine because he was hanging out also in Hawaii or in uh, Hollywood quite a bit, suffering from depression because the film hadn't done as well as Animal House. And so Chevy Chase, his like best friend, took him to Hawaii. Chevy Chase, I guess, was like pretty bad on the drugs as well. Really? I don't know a whole lot about his drug issues or anything like that. Like, I kind of know he had something going on when he was on SNL, but I don't really know much about it. Anyways, so the founder of National Lampoon Magazine and the one that kind of did Animal House and, and Caddyshack unfortunately then went missing in Hawaii, and they found him in the bottom of a cliff in Kauai in 1980. Wow. So oh my I'm God. not sure if he fell or if he jumped or, you know, what oh, happened. Man. But Can I tell that... you this about Kauai? Hmm.
1: Those cliffs are really steep.
0: Well, they called it, Chevy Chase called it the Grand Canyon of... It's Jurassic Hawaii. Park. Up in there. It's
1: very like it's it's these like beautiful hikes up to tops of mountains, and yeah. then these like insane like ten thousand foot drop offs. Like it's Ooh. it really is like it is. It, I like Lean. Have you been? You've been right. Like when we went for
0: yeah. Oh yeah, just the one it's time. Like Jurassic yeah. Park yeah. is that where Jurassic Park was filmed? Yes, boy. Okay, it was filmed Ankhoy.
2: Yeah, I think. And it was kind of a backdrop for Costa Rica. Right. Anyways, we're not talking about Jessica. No, <laughs> <But> anyways, <laughs> so yes, I've been to Kauai. It's beautiful. It's very hilly and cliffy. Very <laughs> cliffy.
1: And then go hiking. It's, Just it's, it's really, it. like, honestly, like, you, like, not to say what happened or anything, but, like, you could truly accidentally fall off
0: a cliff there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So... Anyways, even during this time, the magazine was starting to struggle. Their big thing was sort of they really leaned into pop culture, and I think they kind of started to burn out of ideas. And so they were not doing as well. And so one of the ideas was, hey, you know what will make people uh, buy our magazine more is if we put a lot of tits and ass on it. So, I mean, it was already Chits and ass in it but they were like (laughs) really leaned into it and uh yeah if it kind of declined it went to being like an annual thing and then the final magazine was in 1998
1: oh 1998 was the last one
0: i know which is very late but it is um, like
1: i I, i'm surprised after all the success of all the movies and stuff like that the the magazine was
0: like the movies i mean if you look up there's actual an article on wikipedia of like all the National lampoon films, they're still going. Like, I pretty thought, I pretty much thought that Van Wilder was kind of the end. But they
2: can't. Well, there was that um, that just vacation with um, Oh, yeah, that's
0: right. With Ed. There was another
1: vacation.
2: Yeah, and that was in like, I feel like 2014 or 15. Yeah. I think that's pretty recent. Yeah, but I guess that didn't do very well. Did it? No, I think financially it did better than any of them, but I mean, come on, it's not (laughs) I think (laughs) it's not
0: Come on, now get real. (laughs) The tone of this film is not we're too cynical now, I think, for Christmas vacation in a way. Even though like I don't know. I don't know if it would work as well now. (sighs) If it came out.
1: Well it definitely was it was from a different era. I mean it Mm -hmm. was this idea that your dad would pack you up into this like broken down vehicle and travel across a thing and like yeah. that. That that is a tone of the film that I think was uh, reminiscent of that time. In that, yeah. like your family just got lost. Like,
0: yeah, just like in all of our memories. I'm, sh- yeah. I don't know if kids have that experience anymore. Like,
1: I certainly not the ones I know. Like, I mean, honestly, like my parents had a broken down. Like it was never like a new vehicle. It was always like something my dad tried to make was safe and capable of taking us and all this stuff. But like. I'm telling you, like, we had old vans and old station wagons and old tempos. And, and like, we would get in these vehicles and they'd take us ac- across, you know, like now, it, nowadays, you get like every vehicle is like state of the art, like all this stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just do or, a... <laughs> <laughs> or mine. I mean, I drive a 2001
0: Jetta. So, but I mean, like, you know, like, I a... drive a Rev. Hybrid, um, because I'm a fancy lady and I'm trying to save the environment. <laughs> all my like, all, all my friends with kids at. now
1: have, I mean, and family members with kids and stuff like that, and they're driving big fancy vehicles. You know, like they can oh, yeah, uh, have like,
0: like like we grew up with a red Astro van, like yeah,
2: yeah. that is amazing.
0: <laughs> Which we is a drive. <laughs> no wonder I could park anything. But like as I, I always think, like if you have kids, there's no fucking way I'm buying a van.
1: <laughs> well, I, I would know. buy a van for sure. I want to buy a van now. I'm not gonna be li- I'm not lying. Dude, fair you want to it
2: when you're on the road. Not, I'm right. not I'm like a
1: Dodge caravan stow and go is the most practical thing I've ever fucking seen in my life. Like yeah. it's so insane to me that we're like, Oh, that's stupid. It's like too much luggage you can fit in there <laughs> <laughs> It's not too stupid. It just They're ugly, and honestly,
2: I'm too broke. Yeah, I can't afford it. I can't even afford an ugly fucking van. If you've (laughs)
0: ever driven the roadless path in an Astro van and almost been blown off the road, you won't drive it again. Yeah, because they were boxy. But yeah, Yeah. that
1: that was my point. Is that is that Mm -hmm. the films are very like the older films are very like reminiscent of a time that was like your parents just trying to get by and get you
0: try to provide for you what xbox you had or no or whatever and like actually the funny thing that keeps being pointed out in this film is that christmas day never happens that's right that's one of the things it's just like it ends, on christmas eve. Yeah. it ends on christmas eve yeah and you know what that's a perfect christmas movie because <laughs> for those of us who have expectation issues <laughs> just don't <laughs> do the thing it's fine well, the, I'm always only, happy with Christmas Eve. I'm not happy with Christmas and Day. all
2: the chaos comes mm-hmm. before Christmas. Oh, Christmas it Day is just like a relief. You're like, yeah. even if it's hectic and you have to cook, it's like it's your thoughts leading up to it. It's the preparation.
0: Also, they do Christmas then, dinner on Christmas Eve. Is that normal? I know sometimes people open Christmas presents. Yeah, we presents, do. But, yeah, we a do. lot of people open herbs. <laughs> well,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the opener, the opener, a lot of turkey people um, turkey. have dinner on christmas
1: eve
2: for sure okay um like at a christmas day
1: yeah we did that's a yeah. for us or you was... have
2: two if all oh, of oh. your parents are divorced right
1: we always had well, two yeah. we we just like on our norwegian side of the family uh we did a big christmas eve celebration right and then on christmas day that was really when you got your presents and stuff like that but Christmas Eve was more about dinner and family and celebrating and waiting for Santa and like, you know, those kinds of things. Like when we were young, we used to all go out to my aunt's farm and then uh, wait for Santa to come. And they'd open, they would open a lot of their presents. It was, that's more than Nor- my dad, my dad's elder family. Like he has like, uh, uh, like way older sisters. There are six kids in his family. And the yeah. more Norwegian tradition is to celebrate like on Christmas Eve. Right. But my mom was telling me, like, so it's kind of funny because, like, as we get older, we're kind of gravitating more to my mom's, like, traditions, which are, like, she said, you know, like, it was more like people just came, and it was an open house, and, like, everybody came into the house and hung out, and it was, like, you know, have some appetizers and some snacks. There's no pressure of, like, the sit-down dinner. My parents used to serve, like, a a 40-person sit-down dinner every Christmas Eve.
0: I yep. had like a lot of. I was That's a grandchild day. of divorce, so I had a lot of families to visit, but we would just do like little visits throughout Christmas Day, and then we would still always have the dinner at our house. Right. And Christmas, Christmas Eve wasn't as big a deal.
1: Christmas Eve is like the huge part, and then Christmas right. Day we're so hung to the bloody tits we can hardly <laughs> breathe.
0: So the whole choice. Honest, <laughs> to I told not to do anything, and then I just get shit faced
1: it's our, our whole family's always just gunned and then you can hardly even function christmas day but it's for the kids so you got to get up and right. be a good parent a good auntie and a good uncle you got to <laughs> you got to get up and build Brittany, make- make-
0: britney do you have a news story for us
1: sure um this is a fun news story that like you know what the, doing like movies is always an interesting thing where you never know like how am i gonna find the psychology on this movie or how am i gonna find the news story on this movie mm-hmm. but christmas vacation truly is such an event for everybody
0: around christmas
1: that uh, this was easily findable and oh, uh, yeah
0: I- I do, like 17 different news articles that i found yeah <laughs>
1: Uh this is uh this is a fun thing and I, I, I did just watch it. The Chevy Chase reacts to the Christmas or reenacts the Christmas vacation scene and the new Ford Mustang mock E ad. So this is the new uh Mustang Ooh. that is the uh uh electric Mustang. And he totally does electric, Sorry, <laughs> this is not the point of the I <laughs> yeah, oh uh, I'm fairly certain totally electric. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, so these guys, these guys, they only hate the environment half the time,
0: and they hate the
1: environment the whole time. <laughs> so
0: what's the uh, body like on that Mustang? Are we talking like classic, new? No, Mustang?
1: not at all. It's totally Good fucking
0: up. different, and I hate it.
1: Um, I don't know It is honestly not my thing for sure. I mean, I am a, a classic Mustang fan. Do uh it's, it is, but this is the thing too. Is like you can't always stick to what, and this is, I guess, a wonderful anecdote for the vacation films. They have to evolve. They have to. They have to be with the new generation.
0: It yes, has because be in- the the body. We can continue this metaphor. The body of the old Mustang would kill you now. <laughs> Why?
2: So- oh, like if you got into an accident.
1: Yeah. yeah. Really
0: well i don't know that's yeah, like, probably that's like all the old cars that's why they're not so boxy anymore is yeah they'll you're more likely to be killed in them
1: But you were. I mean, now everything is also like crumble. Like it'll crumble once it gets hit so that the frame of the car takes the impact, not your body. Like, that's the funny thing for like, that's the difference between millennials and boomers is the boomers are like, those old cars were made to last. And it's like, yeah, yeah, they made sure humans weren't. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah. The The car will survive, but you you won't. Yeah, it's just like, it's just like, in our day, you, we used to work 15 hours a day. It's like, and then our job would still be there. Yeah, for someone else, you fucking old
0: crunch. It's like, <laughs> actually, this happens in Christmas Vacation. They crash, and I think the kids end up in the front seat. Don't they the <laughs> they do, yes.
2: They
1: crash into the Christmas tree lot. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's what they go. Okay.
1: Come, come on, Clark. I, I, Just let him go past you. Remember, and he's under the seven. <laughs> Oh my god! So actually, when I yeah read- the, the log track that honestly yes.
2: made my that makes my dad die of laughter
1: <laughs> Oh, so mine like, too. My dad is. stuck good. under
2: the log track Like, can you even imagine? That's so funny. That's like the funniest thing ever.
1: And there I mean, is something about that time where and I'm not saying it's right but it is like certainly something that I grew up in where the the man overreacts and the woman is just there to calm the situation down like yeah. you know like that one.
0: Clark or just <laughs> come on Clark <laughs> <pass up. ya. laughs> That's what she decides
1: slow you down know. and let him pass <laughs> and that was like that honestly like that scene is truly like a callback <laughs> to all our childhoods of our mothers just being like yeah my, my mom was like oh for god's sake kent we don't need to be going 160 like it's you know it's it's very like reminiscent of my childhood which i think yeah. is why it makes me laugh so hard because it's just like oh my god so this is, i actually thought when i read the article that it was going to be a play on that particular scene where they're going in and out right. of that truck But it's actually, um, which I thought was a little more clever, so good thing I'm not in marketing, which is when he plugs in the Christmas (laughs) lights, because obviously it's an electric car, and you plug it in, so there's the tie there. Oh, Oh, nice. Yeah, so he's outside, and he's trying to plug in the lights, and then uh, Ellen goes into the garage and flicks the light on, and then she plugs in the (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: Hallelujah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Dude, his also his, the in laws, his in laws just shit talking him the whole oh, time. She's, oh, a, yeah. The
0: mom is, that's the lady from Everyone Loves Raymond, right? Yeah, Doris, uh, yes. I her name is Doris Doris, something. Uh,
2: Doris Roberts. Doris yes. Says, uh, Francis. Yeah. Yes. Ooh, I just
0: looked at the formula. Yeah,
1: Ellen's really mom, yes and I'm she they're also. just shit talking like they just the funny thing is like he's a good performer. Well, they're drunk the whole time which is mm-hmm. so funny mm-hmm. she's always hiccuping yeah they're a little uh-huh. drunk the whole time. and ellen's smoking the whole time she's like she's like going to the kitchen and like firing <laughs> off sneak darts and like as soon as she lights
0: it her mom's like are you
2: smoking, <laughs> are you smoking again <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god. The whole film is just unbelievable. Like I it's the so really most so reenactment of anyone's family that has come together for Christmas. Oh, I think so. Oh
2: yeah, and when shit
0: goes wrong, which
2: that's inevitable. Yeah.
1: I would like Lena, and I'm gonna see if she knows, uh, to deliver me my favorite monologue of Clark Griswold and I'm gonna see if she can do it and if she knows what it is, what I mean. Lena, oh. give it to me. You know what it is. I,
2: I know what it is. I'm not looking anything up.
0: <laughs> you're like,
2: because oh. <laughs> you're not thinking of like. I know what I know which one you're thinking. Oh, of.
1: I'll give you the first line, and 100, percent you're going to be able to fill in the blanks. Okay. Uh, this is going to be the hap hap. Happiest Christmas
2: since Bing Crosby tap danced with Danny fucking K. (laughs) (laughs) And when Santa squeezes his fat white ass down that chimney tonight, he's going to find the jolliest bunch of assholes this side of the nut house.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Scene there you go that's it that's my favorite line
0: in the whole movie <laughs> i do like that part.
1: there is nothing and i will say this of comedy and anything like that makes me laugh harder than somebody actually breaking down and just like in the most genuine way delivering anger like yeah. i don't think that there's anything funnier on this planet because it's 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 this true it's this i think we lack uh a genuine uh, response this day and age where everybody's so measured and everybody is so like, oh, well, in my mental health um, uh, classes, I've been told that everyone has their own way of doing things, right? Like, and we're all so measured. So yeah. I just f- fucking love it when someone <laughs> loses their bananas and it's just like yeah. this Christmas sucks, this fucking tree sucks. Uncle Frank is drunk. <laughs> <My> God, <laughs> yeah, and that's-, and that's his only. That's his
0: first rant of the movie.
2: Then yeah. he has the whole thing about oh, his boss.
0: They- yeah. no, he does it. Well, okay, he freaks out when the lights don't go on, but that's a physical freak. Out. Oh yeah.
2: Come oh, and I do have a okay. So apparently, I know we were. This is podcast is 3 hours long now. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently Chevy Chase he broke his pinky when he was punching the Santa. Aww. Really? So that's that's when he starts kicking and karate chopping everything. <laughs> <laughs> and they they ended up using that take apparently oh, oh which my is gosh. really so funny.
1: That's so Because much-
2: like he's punches. he's punching it and then like obviously he's having he's, a Oh my god. And then the most hilarious reaction—he's just kicking it and he's kicking Santa. Chopping in the it, he's karate chopping all the like antlers off the reindeer, and that's because he broke his pinky oh. punching
1: the Santa.
0: Oh, I do my- have to say, even though like we're way behind, way like we're, we're way, behind, way over. At, the end, at the end when the everything blows up and the Santa is and the reindeer. Are, flying through the sky yeah. <laughs> that like i didn't i know like i've seen the film so many times but that still makes me like like cry laugh I know oh and
2: then and bethany starts <laughs> singing like and the rockets,
1: <laughs> and,
0: dude and bethany is like Oh, she's so funny.
1: She is the, uh, like, you know what's funny is, like, in a movie like this where everything's funny, to have somebody put in there for extra comic relief, like, Mm -hmm. in a movie that's so funny in every second of the film, to have somebody else, like, designed in there for comic relief is just, like, a, a testament to how smart the
0: writers were. Well, she, like, just, she steals every scene that she's in. She steals
1: in. every scene. And how oh, do you steal so a scene with heavy chase in it? Like, how do you... How do?
0: That, I also have to say that, like, ending scene of them singing the national anthem. Like, <laughs> Santa <laughs> flying yeah. through, like, sewage gas is really, I feel like, what America is. <laughs> so...
1: Dude, that, totally. there's know. like this
0: moment too, like I love the Cousin
1: Eddie scene. Any of the Cousin Eddie stuff is like oh, a yeah, real man. winner with me because like fa- Randy Quaid plays that perfectly. He's so he funny. Does. I think he is Cousin Eddie. He is he Cousin is Eddie. Eddie. That's is like, he still hiding in Canada or did we send him back to America? Uh, he might still be up here. I think he's in Vancouver or <laughs> something. Like he claims He's sanction- probably he okay, cool. be seen
0: in the woods. <laughs> he claims sanctions. hiding from the government or UFOs. I can't remember. One of those. Yeah. Times. But he's so he. Well, like,
2: I think we should offer him.
0: Yeah, know,
1: a safe. I would. I'm happy with him. But like some of the yeah. some of the Randy Quaid scenes like are so funny. Like and actually like, it's not even him who I enjoy. It's Chevy Chase who I enjoy playing off him. Like yes. him being so, like. Hold it together. Keep it together. And, uh, the straight is it called the straight
0: man? Is that what he that plays is? the
1: straight man like? He's never being the that. That's why Chevy Chase is so funny. Is he's constantly he's he's playing the straight man the whole time. Everyone else around him is being hysterical, and he's still the funniest guy on screen.
0: Yeah, that like, still works oh, in Community. For sure. To be fair, he still yeah. plays the straight man in Community as well. Well, because
1: he he's he's oh, god, yeah. he's so earnest in everything he's saying. Mm-hmm. So it, it's like a double down on funny because he's like. It's like he's funny, and then he's serious about it, so it's even funnier. So when he's talking to Randy Quaid, to
0: Zadu or something in community? Isn't he? He's what Zadu or something? Yeah, when he
1: dies, and he's like, he like (laughs) gives everybody like a thing of his sperm. Uh, Oh Oh my
2: god, that show went so insane, dude! That
0: show was so funny. I still haven't finished it, even though I was probably like watching it before everyone was watching it it I was so it. funny it's like honestly like i i
1: i didn't watch it till later and then i i just completely binge watched it and yeah. like every scene was <laughs> it was like it was i don't know what it did it just like drew you into it, you this know what? The, the reason that i think
0: it's so funny is that it, it like we were talking about it, it it plays on your expectations and it doesn't fit those expectations it never right? does so you have, like abed troy like uh, everybody plays with that i mean jeff to a lesser extent but sometimes um
1: i think he does i think
0: i think he constantly no 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 but but to the um stereotypical comedy tv show where he learns a lesson at the end
1: yeah okay that's true
0: so yeah he's supposed to have the like he's supposed to change your expectations or whatever but then he will just flip it right back which is good anyways okay hold on so did you finish your news story Chevy Chase okay this is like two hours long okay so we'll link the uh, Chevy Chase ad to our notes so you can watch it yourself and judge his lighting (laughs) looking in yeah, we'll ad- so we'll link the
1: ad for the uh for the um Mustang E, and you can decide on the body of the Mustang and what you think of it. Uh, it looks like it,
0: although I don't like it,
1: so. but uh, yeah, it looks awful. I don't care for it at all because it's just like what that's never a Mustang has never looked like that. You know what it looks like? It looks like a Hyundai fucked the Mustang, and the Hyundai's jeans were stronger than the it Mustang. Was. Yeah. oh geez all right so we decided that uh the best drink to go with uh christmas vacation was the famous you guessed it rum and eggnog uh
0: okay. it min- eggnog just for brevity's sake sorry say again i'm calling it spiced eggnog you're
1: calling it for- spiced eggnog okay well, it's called fight. woman eggnog everywhere else. So I know I called it eggnog because it was shorter. I don't know. Uh, it's <laughs> I don't like to do what everyone else does.
0: Okay, well. <laughs> <for that. laughs>
1: for a sense We've of a
0: too much eggnog and or no a little too little eggnog a little too much rum
1: yeah t- very little eggnog yes. too much rum on this podcast and now you're just tr- you're truly seeing like here's what i i hope that you sense from these uh newer broadcasts where me and carla get way too drunk is that you're just seeing a sort of more we have known each other for a thousand fucking years so we're not being mm-hmm. to each other we're just <laughs> There's just a deep-rooted love. love that when the yeah. other one says something dumb, the other person is like, "I have a thing to correct from your dumb behavior." Earlier. <laughs> yeah. If,
0: yeah. We like, if we were being friends, we don't love each other.
1: Oh, there's a deep-rooted love. So, uh, <laughs> mommy and daddy aren't fighting. We're just talking. It's not we're called spice just... eggnog. We I'm better a- not
2: be getting a, a- getting a divorce.
1: <laughs> we're not, Lena. <laughs> you're not the not reason we're leaving. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: oh, uh, I better not be. Guys,
0: yeah, okay, god, we'll keep in touch with to you in our own ways. Oh um,
1: god. So, <laughs> so eggnog, uh guys. Guess what's Egg. an eggnog?
0: Eggs. Oh, eggs, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's eggs. <laughs> and nog.
0: And a little Ooh, bit
1: actually.
0: of I've actually had like pro- someone's actually made proper eggnog with like the eggs and the da, da 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 da. I did not care for it. I like really my fake? store-bought eggnog only. See, not this, like
1: this is a big dispute because the original people, like people who like original eggnog, say that the store-bought eggnog is way too sugary. It's too much. It's not at oh, all I like the it. old stuff. Guess what, you oh. guys? Sugar mm-hmm. makes things amazing. That's why it tastes good. Yeah, yep. yeah. And all yeah. this. What's, what's the original like? How do you make
2: like original traditional eggnog then?
1: so the original traditional eggnog is is truly first of all eggs you uh take out the whites you use just the uh just the yolks
0: oh oh
1: God so then you take five yolks
0: you beat them oh. <laughs> yeah very, that's very good for protein yeah that's so this,
1: and cholesterol and
0: anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and dying of, it,
1: dying of heart disease at a young age. And vanilla? Is that what you also get from raw yeah. eggs? So start Probably. by whisking the egg yolk and sugar together in a small bowl. Then, then, in a saucepan over medium heat, combine cream, milk, salt, and nutmeg. And then stir the mixture in until it reaches a simmer. Next. Oh, so of it is kind of
0: cooked then.
1: Yeah. So you're... <laughs> Sort of. <laughs> so you're not having like raw eggs. Yeah. Next, temper the eggs by adding a small spoonful of the hot mixture to the eggs. Stir each spoonful, and and once most of the hot mixture has been added, then add the entire mixture back to the saucepan. Uh, continue cooking and whisking uh, until the mixture cools. Then remove it from the heat. Add vanilla and refrigerate until uh, eggnog mixture is then cooled. We like to, s- and then you can serve it with a little bit of whipped cream and a dash of cinnamon or nutmeg on top. But it is essentially uh, cream, eggs. It's like a cake that you didn't bake. Doesn't <laughs> <laughs> very much like oh that. My yeah, God. I was like, that's how you'd make a cake if you didn't add flour,
0: <laughs> and then you just put it in the oven. Um, yeah,
1: so you you essentially whisk yeah. it until it's like a cream. <laughs> of- you're just
0: drinking cake
1: batter. <laughs> I it's so delicious, it's like, it's and true. then it is it's very it is very delicious, and then the funny thing about the rum is like there's no re- there's no real recipe for like adding the rum. It's just like, yeah, you make the eggnog, and
0: then just put however much fucking rum in it you want, bitch, <laughs> which is what I did. I just had uh because I'm trying to drink, I'm trying to be a responsible person and drink all of my alcohol before I move house. Well, okay, not all of my alcohol, but some of it. The stuff that, that I bought. That
2: is responsible. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, man. Yeah, those those Rovers. Rovers, uh, and then called rehab. Um, <laughs> those movers
1: so- are going to be pumped about your responsibility.
0: <laughs> I'm just drinking on the corner. <laughs> i want to finish it before we go. Anyway, so I had, like, what I thought was just, like, the bottom left of rum. So I poured it into my cup, and then I poured the eggnog on top. And, I mean, like, it looks a little Curdly,
1: yeah. That's the uh, thing. I think there's a little bit of an art to it to tell you just Yeah. When I read like when I read that it was like eggs, and nutmeg, and all this stuff. Like it takes a little bit of a steady hand to make it, and somebody who knows what they're doing and maybe has made it before. Because I think it's, your right. best bet, honestly, and I don't often suggest this because I do usually like the homemade version of shit. Mm. Go to the store, get it. Yeah. Guess what? My yeah. I want to Um, My girlfriend sent me a picture the other day. We were on a Zoom call, and she was drinking eggnog from a fucking forty-liter bottle from Costco.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, because that's what is that what we had last year at uh, friend of the podcast Chantel's? They made a really good yeah, yeah. So Costco just like mixes it for
1: you and makes it delicious. Here's another. Is there anything Costco can't do? Costco does everything right. That is my one true hope of this podcast is that we get sponsored by Costco because oh my this, god, I
0: oh my have god, never
1: bought a Costco item
0: that I've hated. Everything and is you know amazing. Is
1: you can take it back no matter what. Dude, here's the funniest thing: is I like ripped a sweater that like I didn't really rip it; it just like the stitching came out of it out of like yeah. the neck collar, and I was like, "Well, I can't wear this." So I went back <laughs> to Costco, and then I walked in with my old sweater and then picked up a new sweater and then went to uh, the customer service. Yeah, and then they were just like, "Yo, that's like not how this works. You gotta come, and tell us you. you know, just walk in a store with an old fucking thing, pick up a new thing, and then show us the thing. You gotta yeah. like tell us that there's." I a thought problem. that's exactly how it works. <laughs> I contacted her too. I was like, "Well, whatever." I and then, it works in like a normal clothes
0: store. You
1: no, know, she was like, "You would have to come here with like the old item," and then she's like, "How do I know you didn't just pick that off the shelf?" And I was like, "I don't. I have a receipt for it, and it's ripped." Yeah, yeah. and she was like. She was like super snarky about it for the first time ever in my Costco experience, and then I was like, and then I was, and then she started laughing, and then she was like, "Okay, it all worked out. Turns out you paid for it." And I was like, "Cool." <laughs> Fuck. Like I drove out I to like fucking horror. Okotoks Costco to rip you off for a twenty-three dollar sweater, her, Ralph. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways
0: Costco pick up the anyway,
1: eggnog Costco Costco. At Costco
0: Go to Costco, Costco. get the eggnog cuz
1: it's truly like the best it is like the best uh thing going and it's mixed with rum and and I think they do spice it with a Oh, It's over. already pre-mixed. It's pre-mixed eggnog and they put rum and different kinds of stuff in it like, like Oh my god, it doesn't
2: like curdle or do you anything. You can drink weird. it
1: out of the bottle then. Truly. Or I mean Ooh. if you're a lady pour it over some ice but whatever you want. Oh, no. I don't
0: know. Oh, no, no ice just by itself. No. Yeah, okay. I don't know because I think it's very. You don't
2: want to water down them. Yeah,
0: yeah, I don't know. I disgusting milk. milk
1: product. Yeah. yeah, you guys are right. You guys are right.
0: You're right. No, you're right. Like if it was any other cocktail, I would like a White Russian. You 100 percent put ice in. It. No, so I'm looking at all the pictures and all the pictures show no ice. You guys are correct. I mean, if you're okay, so now we're okay, going to your first milk and ice.
2: That's disgusting. Yeah. So, now, anything with they... milk is disgusting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, dairy! Dairy farmers are going to be upset with you, Lena. All, <laughs> you, all but the vegans carrots. love milk. <laughs> uh, really matters. All those dairy um, chips out the window. We we should mention. So, in Christmas vacation, obviously, they drink a lot of eggnog, which they drink I assume of- it is uh, with rum. And they have those fancy, cute cups, which
1: Lena is drinking out of. She has the cup.
0: Woo! I do, because I guess that's from the previous film. It's from they go to Wally World. Yeah. Okay, so that's I
1: don't no the it's not from that film, but they do go to yeah, Wally. Yeah, yeah, no, World. That's 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 from.
0: Oh really? You know yeah, I didn't realize that, but that's like it's the um, the out uh, um logo or whatever. Not the logo. Like it's a cup that has antlers on it. Which looks oh, oh my god, I didn't even actually. realize it would
1: have been from Wally World. I didn't realize yeah. it would have been, yeah.
0: So, okay. we'll post a picture of Lena drinking out of her cute cups.
1: Yes. That's the scene where he dunks it in the punch bowl and then uh, Cousin Eddie's next to him and he goes <laughs> And then, yeah, he unleashes hell on his oh. on his boss. Well, even before that when he's just like drinking the eggnog and he's walking around with Cousin Eddie and Eddie's like, uh, He's like, can I get you anything, Ed? You know, glass of punch, something to eat, drive you out to the middle of nowhere. <laughs> you out of the car. <laughs> Leave you for dead. <laughs> <laughs> what? <Leave you> dead. <laughs> That's and that's before he freaks out. And that's before he freaks out. That's when he's first filling up that punch. Yeah, getting get a, get a little stressed. Get a little he's stressed. getting a little stressed, and that goes back to the whole thing of like everybody thinks like, oh Chevy Chase, he's like this. Like every time he acts, he's like in these hilarious, like really lighthearted movies. It's like no, he's mad the whole time. So we have talked about how you make the eggnog. Yeah. But did you guys know where eggnog comes from? Uh, a cow. The chicken. That. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, wow. or chicken. The chicken um, or the kettle? You milked um, it chicken? Well, from uh, time.com
0: Oh, that's a cool. fancy one.
1: That is a fancy one. Uh, a little article was written about eggnog, and they say, well, uh, culinary historians debate its exact lineage, most agree eggnog originated from the early medieval Brit uh, Britons posset, a hot, milky ale-like drink and then by the 13th century, monks were known to drink poset filled with eggs and figs. Milk, eggs, and sherry were foods that were wealthy, though so eggnog was often used to toast to, pros- to prosperity and good health. So that's where it sort of came from. And then in the 1700s, uh, when everybody started coming across the old Ponderama, the American... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, colonials were full of farms and chickens and cows, cheap rum, which became a soon signature ingredient. Mexico adopted the very uh a variety sorry, a variety of eggnog called Rom Pope. You guys know Rom Pope?
0: Like he's the no. really cool Pope or is he the No,
1: I'm saying that's a that's like another like the Mexican No he's not a Pope, Carla. She's a pope. She's <laughs> oh. a Pope. Oh yeah, that rompope.
2: Um, Is he the drunk
1: pope? <laughs> no. <laughs> so then, uh, the, Mexicans, <laughs> the Mexicans adopted the rompope. They and they called it the. They adopted eggnog, but they called it rompope. And then uh, Puerto Rico enjoys the colloquial, or the that they don't. It's not called colloquial. I took a word that looked like colloquial, and then I made it into that, c o q u i t o coquito sure. sure sure yeah sure. cool yeah. which right. instead of milk adds coconut milk Ooh, yeah so uh That's especially delicious. uh, uh a yeah. uh, nog used to or sorry uh sorry like gog or g- nog used to re- refer to like shitty beer or shitty rum or whatever oh yeah so it essentially was just, like, let's throw uh rum in this
0: shitty beer or in this right. shitty, like, drink that we're making. Because I guess uh, rum comes from, like, the Caribbean area, too, right? But I have to say, like, a fair number of our um, cocktails generally end up somewhere in Mexico, like, at some point. Yeah. They're, well, like, it really is very impressive, like, how much comes from there. Yeah, like, and and it it generally is associated with Americans, but like, it actually is at least touches in that area. Well, there's
1: also just like the fact that rum was made there, and a lot of cocktails were sort of formulated in beach scenarios. It seems like, yes. (laughs) Because guess what? When
0: people are at the beach, they want to get shit faced. Yeah, (laughs) but
1: they seem to want
0: to do it on sweet, sweet
1: drinks. (laughs) There's also like tropical juices and mm-hmm. you know like it like it was easy to mix with things but like if you lived in Norway guess what you just drank vodka <laughs> right like there was nothing really like in the winter to mix it with <laughs> they
0: probably had like reindeer milk in Norway didn't they? Yeah. Yep they could make, make How effective. Effective. They How effective. Effective. maybe reindeers make eggnog. Guys, Have you tried that? I yeah it's called rain tit milk. <laughs> Do you have you do you have any extra interesting facts? Um, no. You okay. did kind of deliver them throughout the podcast, though. you did, you did. Um, I have a couple. Okay, my one that I'm so excited about, and I don't really know why, but um, Mr. Shirley, the boss, mm-hmm. uh-huh. Brian Doyle Murray. Yeah, that's, uh, that's Bill Murray's brother. brother. Yeah, I didn't know that, and I know I've seen him in a lot of other stuff. I assume he's in. Maybe like some Adam Sandler films or something like that of that. Oh, I didn't know that. Um sort of thing, but I had no idea. And he actually was one of the like originals in that radio uh National Lampoon thing with Bill Murray. But yeah, I had no idea that Bill Murray had a brother. He's, He's got two. That's crazy He's much. got two brothers. Oh. Uh, is the other one an actor too? Yes, they're all actor. Uh, hold on.
1: Oh. The
2: other one's like super famous.
1: Uh, oh, yeah. or not, yeah, not Bill Murray famous, but more famous than
0: well, no one can be Bill Murray famous. Uh, there's no, anyway.
1: Joel Murray, uh, and there is Bill Murray, obviously, and then there is Brian Doyle Murray, and they are all like actually. So, Joel is in uh, Mad Men, and he <gasps> is,
0: I know who he is. Oh, yeah. I love him. Madman. Yeah. And he's,
1: Aww, he's so adorable. He, he, remember he gets so drunk he pisses himself? <laughs> Aww. Oh. He's also <laughs> in Darman and Greg. I remember him from Darman and Greg. And he's also so, uh, yeah, Bill oh Murray. Darman Greg. <laughs> <laughs> That is a blast from the fucking past. That is a blast from the past. So, uh, his brothers, yeah, actually, like, so Doyle Murray, sorry, what was it? Uh, uh, uh Brian Doyle. Brian Doyle Brian. Murray. He was the he was in that whole scene before uh Bill was. And actually he was supposed to be cast oh. for uh Bill Murray's part in Caddyshack. But ca- Oh really. Yes, but Caddy, but he was so um likable and just like fit for that movie that he mm. Bill ended up playing the major part in the movie when
0: it was actually right. Brian. Another weird fact too, uh so the crazy Aunt Bethany, yes, who's the one that Raps her cat. Uh, she's played. I by... think oh. I know where you're going with this. <laughs> All right. Do you want to finish? Do you want to finish? It? No, no, you do it. Okay. Um, she's played by May Questel. Let's say. Um, you'll notice in the thing she has a very high voice. Yeah. She is the voice of Betty Boop. Really? Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: I did and not this.
2: This movie was her final. Right. Um, for final
0: movie. Really? Yeah. I don't know why. i Cause she was like
2: what eighty one or eighty two when. <sighs>
0: and she was yeah because awesome. they say like this is gonna be Aunt Bethany's eightieth birthday or something or eightieth Christmas or something
2: or her eight 80- yeah. It's...
1: Lino, what do you okay. Think? I
2: have I do have one interesting. Oh, okay. okay. Okay, so you know when um Ellen grabs Clark's dick?
0: Yeah. Right? <laughs> when the when the police come in, right? Yeah, I don't so, think I noticed this till like m- like a few <laughs> watchings in, <laughs> right? Because it's
2: pretty subtle. Mm-hmm. So Beverly D'Angelo, um, she improvised that, <laughs> and she like and she didn't know that it would make the cut. And it was she only did it one time.
0: Oh, and really?
2: That's the cut that <laughs> made it when she grabs his dick, and I thought that was so funny. <laughs> I like
0: that when she shakes shakes the wife's hand and then puts her puts her hand back there puts her
2: hand back on his desk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was improvised so that's really
1: funny you guys okay this is the end this is the uh, final conclusion in surmise I would say that thank you for listening number one we did this film because it's our favorite we hope that you enjoyed it as well uh, it's like a it's a tale old tale a t- the tale as old as
0: time. As
1: old as time. <laughs> <laughs> About a family that loves each other and is just trying to get by and trying to make it through it all. And uh, I think that's what we're all trying to do this season. So we hope mm-hmm. that you are staying well. We hope that you are staying healthy. Uh, there's a million outlets if you're not. Please uh, contact those outlets. If you're not feeling well, uh, call somebody who is and then burden them with your existence. Because that's what I that's the perfect Christmas gift. Honestly, like, honestly, do it because uh, those people uh, who are strong are waiting for your call and they're happy to help.
0: So and they probably have their own thing that they're gonna burden you with later. So yeah, man, that's what we do. That's uh, what we do. So wrap up a cat, put it under a tree. <laughs> no,
1: God, wrap up your jello molds. Wrap up your jello molds. <laughs> Throw uh,
0: your cat food in beat, there. Beat a squirrel to death in a pillow or whatever. <laughs> some eggs in there and beat them up. We all have uh, our cousin... protein. It's a good protein mix. Listen, we all have Absolutely. our cousin Eddie's
1: and we all have our Aunt Bethany's. So yeah. uh, treat them with kindness and respect and understanding and uh get through the holidays uh we love you all so much and we hope to see you hey, next can i give a wee a wee shout out yes for my
2: well, brother of course birthday. it is Happy birthday greg oh, it's yes on december 21st which is today yay on this yes. one. I know <laughs> this is not gonna get aired till Christmas Eve, but
1: happy birthday, Greg. But yeah. it is also it love is you. his favorite movie as well. And he is he's been a oh, friend since yeah. the beginning of time. So happy birthday, Gregory Stewart. We love you very much. Mm-hmm. And uh uh, you, Degs. uh we hope to see you uh next week and uh send us pictures of your Christmas tree and your relatives and we'll post them. Uh, we love you so much. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for having
0: me, ladies. Bye, ladies. Thanks for coming. Thanks, Lena. And thanks, everybody. Thanks, guys.